So, hi everyone, welcome to the Progressive Podcast. Today I'm joined by David Templer, uh, temp underscore tation on Instagram if you want to check him out. Um, David is a personal trainer at F45 Training and he has a TikTok account as probably his main uh, stream of content, which is very good at the dances. Um, <laughs> but yeah, David, so do you want to talk about uh, what you're doing uh, in your day to day? Now that we're in isolation or just in general? Uh, do you want to just talk about it in general before isolation? What you were, um, what you're up to before you, before you've been in isolation? You know your normal day to day, I suppose. Yeah, so I'm a personal trainer. I've got a few sources of income. So I've got my own online personal training business, um, where I've got about 170 online clients at the moment. I'm also head trainer at F45 Highgate, which is soon to open. Unfortunately, this lockdown came at the wrong time for us. We were just about to open, and then we went into isolation. So still waiting to open that. So I guess a regular day for me, as soon as we get out of isolation, we'll be taking classes in the morning at F45, catching up with my regular clients. And also I've got a few contracts with um, a food company called Muscle Foods, who I make content for. Um, I'm also really starting to push my social media channels. So I've got a big following on TikTok where I create food uh, tutorials and videos, as well as the odd stupid dance here and there. Um, so yeah, <laughs> very busy doing all sorts of stuff. I've, I've got my own podcast, do lots of content creation um mainly sense so actually I, it's more sort of fitness and lifestyle so not solely focused on workouts it's more like the holistic package yeah 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 and that's that's the, probably the best way to be i would say is is the full thing it's not just about exercise and working out and lifting heavy weights it's the full uh package of like you know the, the whole health benefits of it and, and a range of different things um but yeah Dave, so uh First thing I, I want to talk about is how have you been in lockdown? How has life been treating you? I have to admit, I'm really enjoying myself. I mean, it's completely different from what I was doing beforehand, but I've sort of just seen an opportunity for me to change my content strategy, and I've just been relentlessly trying to push stuff out. I think the first week where we were in isolation, I was trying to do way too much. I was putting on online classes three or four times a day, whether that was going live on my own Instagram account or whether that was doing classes for F45, and I was just sort of burning myself out so I took a step back and thought how can I actually add value to people giving different content from what everybody else is doing and every personal trainer is providing good content online they're doing online hit sessions they're doing what they can but I think it got to the point where everybody's giving out free content and it's sort of um well it's, it's fucking the market bombarded, really because... I suppose they bombarded everybody yeah yeah and, it, I, and it, I think if we just keep giving out free content we're going to get to a point where we go back out from isolation and everyone's got this expectation that working out should be free and it's actually cannibalizing what we're doing so i thought i don't want to do that i've got my own online platform which i swear by you need to be lifting weights and stuff and yeah bodyweight exercise is good while we're in isolation but it's no supplementation for like lifting weights and building muscle so i took a little step back from it i'm still doing the f45 online classes but i think more i'm focusing on community so Everyone knows what they should be doing. And if they don't, you can go onto YouTube and find a workout. But it's about building that community of people up. And I think, as I said, there's a lot of good personal trainers out there. I back myself as a good trainer. But I think where we can really come through in this environment is through being personal. And whatever that means for you, I like to be um, very personable with my clients. I like to have a laugh and a joke with them. I like to connect with them. Um, and I think just showing what I'm doing for the other 23 hours where I'm not working out is just as important as showing what I do while I work out. So it's a whole different content strategy for me and just trying to bring a bit of lighthearted entertainment to people as opposed to just throwing exercises down their neck. Yeah, yeah. And as you said, like it's 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 about building a community of people that 
feel like they, you know, they well, they do know you personally, you know what I mean, because you show them the other 23 hours of your life and not just the hour that you work out. Um, and how have you found yourself, you know, keeping motivated? I'm sure you're probably a very motivated person anyway. Have you found that your motivation has went downhill a wee bit since, you, since lockdown or... Has it stayed roughly the same, or do you feel even more motivated? Maybe how do you how do you feel that's went? I wouldn't say I'm more motivated. I definitely do have days where I'm thinking, "Oh, what is the point in this? That like, I can't be bothered to go and train just because I'm doing a lot of I'm probably working harder than I ever have in my life." Um, and it's I'm finding it hard to find the balance to get my own stuff in. But I sort I set myself little goals, not just for isolation, but throughout the year. I've set myself a target to do every single month, and this month is just max amount of press ups every day. Um, to try and improve the amount I can do over a longer period. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's very important to be accountable for something, whether that's signing up to an online program that you sign up to every day or setting yourself little targets or something. It, you're going to struggle to find motivation in this period, especially when the reasons you're probably working out for have changed since going into isolation. But I think it's just about, again, changing the goalpost and finding something to work towards. Yeah, yeah. And as you said there, you know what I mean? It's, it's very easy to like you know lose your motivation because... You can sit down, you can watch TV, you can binge watch anything going. And um, it's just hard to try and get yourself out of that mindset of like sitting down all day. You want to try and stay active. If you could do your home workout and then go outside for your hours, you know, your hours exercise, that would be brilliant for everyone, I'd say. But I know I know it is hard to sort of to sort of stay motivated because it's just so easy. It's, it's hard, you know, when you're waking up and you have nothing to do. You have no work to go to. You have no, you know what I mean? It's not it's not a normal routine. Yeah. And as well, my diet has completely gone out the window. I just keep eating chocolate earlier and earlier in the day, which obviously is bad for your energy levels. And then as soon as you, you start to feel lethargic, you, you want to eat more shit. And yeah, it's just a downward cycle. So I think by having those things in place that help you um, sort of not do those less optimal things is beneficial. Yeah. And your routine then, is it? Is it? do you have a set thing that you do every day? Do you do like TikTok in the morning and Instagram in the afternoon? Or do you find that the route, like any sort of routine is helping you or... What you, what's your thoughts on about keeping a better routine? So I don't have a specific set routine. I mean, there's things that I do every day. I wake up, I have my turmeric shot, I do a bit of meditation for 10 minutes and then I'll teach a class if I'm teaching in the morning. But I've, I do the rotor for our online classes and sometimes I'm morning, sometimes I'm lunchtime, sometimes I'm evening. So it's about being um, proactive when you do have that time. But again, your energy levels are different throughout the day. I feel like I need lots of energy while I'm making TikToks. You need to be making engaging content that people are going to want to watch. And I've done some in the afternoon when I've got no energy or I've had a busy day or something. I'm just not feeling it. And the content is bad. So you're sort of restricted with time as to when you feel good to do these sorts of things. So I tend to sort of front load my energetic stuff to the start of the day. Um, and then, yeah, do my more admin tasks later on in the evening. Uh, you don't have to be energetic in front of a screen kind of thing, you know, of of doing admin work. You just have to be, you just have to be present, I suppose. Exactly. Uh, I think that's sometimes the thing that people forget. Like, although I do document most of my day, you do see the best bits of it. And it's obviously when you're feeling upbeat and energetic, you get on your story and talk to people. But there are times, even me, when I'm having a little downtime, not that I'm demotivated or anything, but it's nice just to relax and chill and just do the easy admin stuff. So, yeah, it's about picking your picking your times to do stuff. I think. Yeah, 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 and uh, your Guinness World Records. How have you been keeping on with them? Um, so David's been doing a Guinness World Record every day. We're gonna head do it there. Do your do the talk there. As fast <laughs> as you can. Let's go. Right, let's go. it is day twenty two of. Don't just be working until we get lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you that didn't understand that, I said David tries to do a world record every day until we get out of lockdown, and it's day twenty two today. So basically, I've been doing a Guinness World Record. 
every day. Some have been successful, some have, some have been unsuccessful. Uh, and I was just talking to Jordan before we started this, and today I'm going to try and eat a whole raw onion in less than 30 seconds. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that one. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you're looking forward to it. Mike. More so than me, I think. I don't think I'm looking forward to this one. It'll be good to watch now, definitely. Um, but what was I going to say to you? Aye, so um, you have how many world records at the minute? Six, did you say? I think it's six. They're obviously all unofficial, but I've just been Googling um, and seeing which Aye, ones are there times. to be beaten. Yeah. Aye, they're, they're unofficial, but who knows? If you have the footage, maybe maybe you could post it to them. And they something, I think they can do it through video. They don't have to actually be there. Yeah, I have uh, actually had a bit of back well, and forth with them. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, well, I here even if you got one out of the six, that would be class. Oh yeah, amazing! Record. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so if anyone wants to check out David's channel, you can watch all. He has them all on Instagram. Uh, do you post any of them on TikTok? Uh, so I started to, but there, there was one of me jumping into a pair of pants, and I think I was showing a bit too much skin, so it got taken down. So it sort of lost uh, momentum. I was posting them every day, and then as soon as one got took down, it sort of lost the momentum. So um, yeah, no, that's on Instagram. Those ones. Yeah, yeah. So check out his Instagram and you can um, watch all of the the Guinness World Record attempts and, and the wins. Um, and so do you think, as you were saying there earlier, uh, that we're sort of putting out so much free content now that people are going to think that uh, workout and, working out and stuff should all be free. What do you think about after the lockdown? Do you think gyms, you know, loads of people, I, I, I know loads of people who have been buying home gym equipment and buying dumbbells and stuff because they're stuck at home. Um, do you think, you know, will there be this surge of people returning to the gym or do you think people will be like, well, I have all this stuff at home. I've been doing it at home for six weeks or however long it is that we're, you know, we're in lockdown. They maybe not want to go back to the gym. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a tough one. I think those people who have been able to get hold of some equipment will notice that there's so much stuff you can do with little bits of equipment. Um, Obviously, it depends what your goal is, though. Obviously, to, to improve, you need to progressively overload and you can't really afford to keep buying heavier and heavier dumbbells. So that's why a gym is so convenient. Um, but I do think there will be a shift. I think as soon as we come off lockdown and off isolation, people will be rushing into gyms. But I think it will be more for a sense of community now. Like Obviously, as an F45 trainer, our whole business model is built on people training together. And I think that's a lot of what people are missing. We've started putting Zoom... Uh, sessions on so people can train together um, but I just don't think you can replace that face-to-face -face interaction but obviously everyone's different they may they may uh, prefer doing it at home but I do think there'll be a little bit of a shift yeah I suppose people like the aspect of actually you know because I even I don't know if you if you follow Jamie Allerton but he says about how he just doesn't like to train in his house he likes to he likes to go to the gym because it gets him nearly out of the house because that's where he does all his work. You know what I mean? His admin and stuff. And I suppose it's the same for a lot of people. You know, if they do work from home, it's hard to try to get that shift of right. I'm not at home. Like I'm trying to. You know what I mean? You know, it's easy to just leave the house and go to the gym, but sometimes when you're if you're at home, it's hard to get that shift of right. I'm not at home anymore. I'm, I'm you know trying to get that shift of like I'm working out now kind of thing. You yeah. Know what I mean? That in fact that's what I'm finding difficult because. While I'm at home, I'm trying to film my workouts while I'm doing the workouts and it just longs it out. Like it will take me double the amount of time because I'm filming everything. Whereas normally when I film my content, I'll write it all down, go into the gym and I'll see that filming content as work. So for me, not being able to distinguish between doing my workout and filming the content for work is a difficult one. So for me, I'd always personally favor going to a gym, switching my phone off, putting a bit of music on, knowing that I've got an hour, an hour and a half to work out and just getting it done. Whereas now I'm yeah. sort of pottering about, I'll answer DMs or emails and stuff while I'm doing it. And it's just, it's not as effective as I could do. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It's hard to just try and get that shift of like, it's it you know it's nearly like it's a relaxation. I know it's working out is tough, but it's like a mental clarity kind of thing where you go to the gym, you work out for an hour, and that clears the head so that you can get stuck back into the work when you leave. Yeah, when you leave the gym, and that's the thing you're sort of missing. You can't leave your house if you know what I mean. So I do agree with you there. It's hard to it's hard to get that sort of that switch of right. I'm working out now. I need to focus. I need to you know what I mean. I'm not in relaxation kind of mode anymore. Or, um. And uh, do are you, do you think there'll be like do you think people will be worried about returning to the gym so soon after lockdown? You know, with like gyms was one of the first things to close. I work in a gym myself, you know, and um, gy- gyms was one of the first things to close. And do you think people will maybe be because they were obviously the government were warning people saying that they were you know clean unclean and stuff. You think people after lockdown will be sort of anxious about returning to the gym or anything like that? Yeah, I think there's going to be two types of people, right? So there's a lot, a lot of this isolation there's people who are just completely disregarding ignoring the rules that are in place so i think those people will have no qualms in returning to a gym um then you've got people like me when i whenever i go to the supermarket i'm still a bit wary i'm like oh it doesn't doesn't feel right being here but i think that the gyms that will thrive after this will be the group training ones because f45 take that for example we have the ability to be able to get say a lesser amount of people in the room but we could get 12 people training still social distancing within our studio we can make sure we're cleaning everything disinfecting stuff and going about the appropriate measures so i think it depends what it is like going into a pure gym not to throw any shade on them but they're very overpopulated gyms um yeah, yeah. there's a lack they're of all about num- numbers through the door kind of thing yeah like i mean there's 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 not many people on the floor there's lots of pts and there are not many people cleaning and stuff so i think places like that may find it a bit difficult to get people back in but sort of the higher end or more premium boutique places where you can actually disinfect stuff, you can clean stuff, you can put proper measures in place. I think they'll actually thrive. Yeah, 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 that makes sense, yeah. I suppose maybe even we smaller gyms might even do better as well. You know, say someone who takes people in one-to-one, you know, into their gym or like small groups of three or four, they might do well as well, I suppose, because you can clean down everything and you stay in small groups and you can still social distance, I suppose. Definitely. Um. And so then we'll move on from just sort of the lockdown sort of things. We'll, we'll get on to a different note. What do you think uh, people get mostly wrong with their diet, if you know what I mean? So, what, what you know, what's the, a lot of common mistakes you see people, you know, because obviously exercise is a big part of your health, you know, your health routine. And I suppose diet is 80% of that, I would say. So, you know, 20% is training and 80% is diet. If you'd agree, would you agree with that to say, to say diet's a bigger part? Yeah, definitely. I, I just think there's a massive lack of understanding on, well, it depends what your goal is, right? So the majority of people come to me and they want to burn fat. And I just think there's a massive lack of understanding on how you do that. And it ultimately comes down to calories at a top, top level and, if you're eating less calories than you're burning, you are going to burn fat. It is science. But then I think there's a, there's another layer of information on top of there of educating people with the correct foods to be eating, to give you sustained energy levels, to make sure you're eating voluminous foods so you don't feel starving. Because you can burn fat without being starving. You don't need to be on a restricted diet. There's so many measures in place. And I just think it's a lack of understanding because people are too shy around the word calories. And they think it's going to um, present negative connotations but without having that understanding you'll never fully truly understand how you're making changes to your body yeah and i think people think when they talk about calories you know it's like oh you're you must be really into your fitness you know if you count your calories or if you know if you have a calorie sort of controlled diet 
Um, but it's not like, I mean, it's the same as if you count, you know, if you check how much money you have in your bank, like you're not going to go to the shop and not, if you think you have no money left, you know, yeah. like if you, you know, it's, if you had no calories after the day, then the kind of whole thing is that you, you know, you shouldn't eat anymore because then you'll not be in a deficit. And so counting your calories allows you to have that sort of leeway of what you can spend them on kind of thing. Exactly. You know, if you have, if you had 150 calories after the end of the day, you could have, you know, a small bit of chocolate, you know what I mean, to fill those 150 calories. And, and I noticed actually on your Instagram story there, there was a bit of a, a talk that you had about balance. And I'd love you to repeat that talk, you know, about it was it was from a while ago, I think. But you were talking about how I think you were eating a McDonald's, to be fair, when you were doing it. You know the one I'm talking about? I don't remember off my head, but I mean, I, I talk about it all the time. So my approach to, I guess... It's not. I don't like to say fitness. So my my online personal training business and my ethos is something I call litness, which is balancing lifestyle with fitness. So I get it that yes, we need to be getting our veggies and fruits in to get our micronutrients. But at the same time, if you're being super restrictive with your diet and lifestyle, it could have a detrimental effect on your mental health. And I just say, like, what isn't good for your body is good for your soul. Yes, we need to be fueling ourselves to be able to perform and achieve our goals or whatever but if we're so restricted with stuff it does have a detrimental effect on your mental health and socializing and things like that so i just think finding that correct balance and for me that's in incorporating exercise into your diet if you can offset the bad stuff that you're doing with a little bit more exercise again people say oh you don't need to work out for for longer but if instead of doing a 20 minute hit session you're doing an hour long session you're burning almost triple the amount of calories or you're putting your muscles under tension for almost triple the amount of times so whatever your goal is it's going to positively affect it and i get it you can overtrain so you need to be a bit more conscious and this is where the help of pts come in but if you're eating well you're training hard and you're resting and recovering properly there's really no harm in it yeah and I, and that makes perfect sense you know i mean if someone's saying to them you know like hypothetically someone said oh i really really love chocolate and i, I couldn't do a day without it kind of thing you know i, I know it's maybe not optimal to be eating chocolate every day but if you say to them well look to allow yourself to have that extra bit of chocolate, you need to exercise for an extra 20, 30 minutes to have you that bit of chocolate. And that's good both ways. They're, you know, they're they're physically getting fitter and they're also allowing themselves that that bit of um, sort of what, what you say is good for your soul. You know, they're allowing themselves to have that bit of chocolate today. And they're still, they could still be in a deficit, you know what I mean? As, as counting calories in, it's all about calories in versus calories out. And if you burn an extra 200 calories, that's then 200. If you're already in a deficit and you burn 200 extra calories, that allows you those 200 calories, you know, to have in, in whatever way, way you want, I suppose. Exactly. And I, I just think, I don't, so I haven't counted calories, but I mean, God knows how long. But I think once you've done it for a period of time, you've got an understanding of portion control and how much you should be eating. Yeah. So if you do put on a couple of pounds or you're not in the shape you want to, you know exactly what you need to do to get back to where you need to be. Um, yeah. So I just think, I've, I've said this before, that we should be taught it at an early age. I don't think you need to learn it as a kid, but like definitely growing up, maybe at college or something like that, it helps to understand how to fuel your body. And it, it doesn't even come down to burning fat or whatever. Like I've had so many clients who say they feel shit and lethargic and they don't understand why. And I'm like, well, it's because you're shooting your blood sugar levels up at three o'clock in the afternoon to try and get a quick fix. And then they're just coming crashing back down. But if you were to sustain your energy levels throughout the day by eating a balanced breakfast, a balanced lunch and a balanced dinner, then at night when you don't need to be like full of beans you can have a bit of chocolate and it doesn't actually matter too much so i just think it's a massive education piece 
Yeah, and that's actually a brilliant idea to consider. You know, it should be. It probably should be taught. You know, what I mean, you learn things, and I think it's home economics. You know, do you do home economics in, in England? I'm sure you do. Or is it called? It's called something else. Is it? It's to do with you know cooking and eating and stuff. Like, you know, cooking and making food and things. Like it's easily easily could be taught in that class. You know what calories are. You know portion control stuff like that. Like, Definitely, you know. I think I think the main thing is I, I've had this recently. Like, for instance, avocados or nuts or something like that. Yes, they're better nutritionally for you and you're going to get extra stuff from them but it doesn't mean that you can eat unlimited amounts of it and not put weight on i've had people come to me and they're like yeah but all i eat is an avocado for lunch and i'm like a whole avocado for lunch like it's very calorie dense and you're putting that on a salad with dressing and chicken like, like whatever it is but like yeah yeah it's, it's just having an understanding and it's one of them if you don't know you're never going to know are you so you need to learn it at some point that like i mean definitely you need to know like people think oh they're you know and it's it's just being it's being aware because if you understand then you can make changes. It's very easy to make changes when you understand. You know, somebody says, "Oh, I, you know, I eat healthy, I eat healthy," and then they don't realize that those those salads that they eat every day they put like maybe three hundred calories extra on dressings and 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 different things and all that they put into it. Do you know what I mean? Even though they feel like they're eating healthy because they're eating a green salad or whatever, but because they're adding all these extra sauces and they're doing that, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you do, if you add an extra 200 calories five days a week, like, you know, that adds up, that adds up, you know what I mean? You're, you're talking an extra thousand calories a week. Exactly. So. And if you're trying to eat a salad to make yourself feel better or like, um, I don't know, a placebo effect of being healthy, sometimes you're better off just eating a burger, filling yourself up properly. You're less likely to snack for the rest of the day. Um, and then you can get your vitamins and minerals in through other means. So I just, I just think it's massively about education. Definitely, definitely agree with you there. Um, and do you think what, what's your thoughts on exercise then for like you know the the health benefits of it? You know what I mean, like clearing your head and mental clarity and all the rest. I, I I'm a big advocate, and people don't actually understand the benefits of exercise. You know, they're they they undermine how how good it is. I think it's it's brilliant. Like I mean, there's some days where you go into the gym and you're not feeling it at all. You work out for forty five minutes an hour and you feel amazing after. Do you get the same sort of effect? Oh, absolutely. Like I'm a big like I love running. Don't get me wrong. I love lifting weights and stuff. And you get a different sort of satisfaction at the end of it. But for me, after running like fifteen twenty k or something, I just get the best high from it. But also, I use it as a form of meditation. So I'm obviously not on my phone while i'm running i'm listening to a bit of music but i just use it as a time to get all my thoughts down and i actually come up with most of my content ideas while i'm running just because i'm thinking about my my brain works ridiculously and like if you looked at the notes on my phone you'd be like this kidney's locking up but i just feel like it's <laughs> great for mental clarity running um and then also it's great supplementing it with with weights and stuff as well but i think people go to the gym for the wrong reason so instead of the way you look it should be the way you feel and then as you start to feel better it has a positive knock-on effect on the way you look so i think it's a yeah. it's a good cycle but you need to get into the right reasons of why you should work out but i guess until you see the benefits of doing something you're never going to do it so i just say give it time and i'm one of these people who i've been apprehensive and pessimistic about stuff before um a daily turmeric shot for instance i was like there's no way that can ever help me i've had a bad shoulder for the last nearly two years I've been taking turmeric shots for the last probably 10 weeks and it's almost better. And I think it was an inflammation injury. And just after taking that, it's, it's gone in a, in a matter of a couple of months. So I just think be open-minded to stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the main thing as well is, but, you know, being open-minded, trying different things. And, um, like, 
as you said there, you can people go to the gym for the wrong reasons. They go to the gym just merely to look good. But I think as you exactly as you said there, like you, once you feel better, then you'll feel better about yourself, and then you'll you'll exercise for the right reasons, and you'll be more committed to it. If you're going to the gym just to look good, if you don't see the results after three weeks, four weeks. Um, you know, from what you're doing, like you, you get demotivated because you're not looking the way you want to look. Whereas if you went to the gym because you felt better, like you would feel better after every session. Usually, most people would feel better after every session, and so you sort of it would make you more vot- motivated to stick at it. You know, and then eventually you would see the results that you wanted to see, sort of in the mirror, I suppose. Yeah, hundred percent. So I always set myself targets. So when I'm in the gym, it's not like have I got a six pack yet. It's am I progressively lifting heavier? If it's running, I'm thinking. Yeah how can I either quicken up my pace or how can I go for further? Um, And then, as you say, it's a byproduct of doing those things that makes you get in good shape. And as soon as you start working out, it makes you want to eat better. As soon as you start eating better, you're consuming less calories, consuming less calories, you're burning fat, you're lifting weights, you're building muscle. It all just goes hand in hand. But I think that all starts with having goals and a routine. Definitely, definitely, and I, I like once you have a goal, you know, a set goal of what way, what you know, what something you want to do. I think it's good to break it. You know, say if you have a long term goal, then break it down into a, a medium and a short term goal, and, and that way, then it makes it achievable. Because if you set something too far in advance, you're like that. I'll never get there. Whereas if you break it down smaller and smaller into into short term goals, like you said, for one month doing um as max max amount of press ups. You know what I mean? That's like that's just that's breaking your year down into into 12 segments you know what i mean so for one month you're going to do max press-ups like that's you know and you can see it week by week or day by day getting better and better and better how many press-ups are you up to now i did 71 yesterday very good and what did you start off 34 34 and how many how many days you've been doing it for is it 20 or uh what we on we're on the 15th so today i haven't done it yet but it's going to be day 15 today so it just goes to show as well by setting yourself little goals like that that are achievable you can see differences very quickly um, and that keeps you motivated in turn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, as you said, setting short term goals and achieving them is a great way to keep you motivated as well. You know, if you make it too hard for yourself, you'll feel like, you know, you'll never get there. And um, so it's good to set, a, you know, an achievable goal. A smart, as a, and loads of us, you know, as you, I'm sure you know yourself, smart goals is, you know, specific, measurable and achievable as is the A of it. You know, so making it achievable to yourself. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think routine or not routine um structure and goals will help you get get to where you want to go and do you do any mobility stuff um david do you do much or what's your thoughts on mobility or keeping yourself you know mobile in the way of you know it's not just working out you know it's good to stretch and stuff as well what do you think about well, yeah 100 percent. i mean i did gymnastics i was a gb gymnast till i was 15 so i understand the importance of flexibility and mobility but they're two completely different things I think we need to work on our mobility. Flexibility is obviously just as far as you can stretch your limbs. Mobility is having the control to be able to hold it there. And it's when you improve your mobility that you strengthen yourself at your end range of motion. And that's when you really, really stabilize yourself. And again, I think we're very reactive to stuff. I don't even know if it's in the UK, but just people in general. Um, But we need to be proactive about building a sustainable, like robust body. And now, because I've had this shoulder injury, I'm very, very big on... um, telling people to to safeguard themselves and i've made videos and stuff on it um just because i see so many shoulder injuries in this day and age and there's really easy things we can do um to sort of caveat that 
but because we want to go into the gym and become big and strong and have a six pack, we neglect the sort of stuff that is going to be the foundation of what we need to do. So I think, again, it's about change people's mindset, showing them the importance of having a strong, healthy body to then be able to achieve your other goals. And as you said, it's a holistic approach for everything. You know what I mean? You have to, like, if you want to get stronger than the gym, yes, you need to increase the weights and progressively overload. Yeah. But as well, you need to make sure that your joints are also able to hold that, hold, you know, hold that weight. Like you see loads of, I see it all the time in the gym, loads of guys maybe squatting or something and they're adding the weight on, adding the weight on every week. They're trying to add more weight on, but they're, they're not doing a full range. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to end up injuring themselves because they're not doing a full range and they're not controlled in that full range. You know what I mean? It's just, it's mobility, I think, is very, very crucial to, as you say, having a, a healthy and uh, sustained life of, you know, being strong as you get older. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that, I guess that's one of the reasons why I took the job at F45 because, the F stands for functional. Functional movements are ones that we do every day. So this is sort of building you up to be the best version of yourself day to day. So it's squatting, it's pulling, it's pushing, it's lunging, it's hinging at the hip. It's all the things that you're doing in your day to day life. But we're putting a bit of added weight into there. Or we're doing the increased amount of reps. So you're strengthening yourself in the movements that you do day to day anyway. So I think, again, changing your training style to, to actually benefit you day to day is perfect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's it's good. It's you know, you want to be you want to be strong at the end of range, you know what I mean? At the end of those ranges in order to be able to function properly, you know, you know, all your day-to-day activities because you see like how mobile children mm. are and as you get older, you stop doing those ranges, you you find cheap, you know, easier ways to do things and stuff. But I think it's good to actually maintain those full ranges and and stay strong, you know, all, all over because it'll be good for you, you know, as we're we're living longer now, so, you know, you have to be have a body that'll last you to the end of your life. Kind exactly. Of thing. No, I really appreciate that. Like I do yoga, I do meditation, I stretch often. Uh, not, definitely not as much as I should do still, because it is one of those things that you find arduous and you're like, oh, not again. But it's so important. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I think as well, you know, it's it's just it's 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 just you know you feel you know if you're doing your mobility say at the start of the end of the workout you know you can use your mobility work at the end say for instance to keep yourself because I've I've read a study as well before that it says that there's not much difference in doing it at the start and doing it at the end of your workout if you're consistent and I think um, as long as you're consistent with it, it's a good you know you can use your mobility work as a good way to cool down after after you after you've done your workout you know you can use your mobility to help yourself cool down get back to back to you know normal heart rate and stuff. Um, definitely and i think that works the other way as well again i think it's something that's been ingrained into our mindset like you go to the gym you warm up you do your workout you cool down the only reason stretching is so much more beneficial after you've done a workout is because your muscles are primed so you can stretch them to a further range so it's good to stretch afterwards but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it during the week or when you're not in the gym you can you'll benefit from stretching all the time you're just going to get uh, not more of a benefit, but you're going to find it easier to put your um, joints and muscles into a bigger range of motion when you're warm and primed. And um, how long do you think you should take for your warm up and stuff? Because I've I've seen guys in the gym and they're working out for an hour, but you know before that they've done thirty to forty five minutes of a warm up, and I'm just thinking it's a bit unnecessary. Yeah, I don't know. So again, relating it back to F45, we do like a three minute warm up, and it literally is just to get your blood pumping. Um, and then the way the sessions yep. are programmed, you obviously don't go straight in with a massive heavy lift. It may be that you, the exercise number one is inchworms or something. So you're still doing sort of warm up exercises. But for me, I, I think 
I, I like to do a quick little five minutes either on the rower or the, the treadmill or something like that just to get me warm. And then I'll, I'll just go straight into the reps, just drop it right down to a light weight and get into it. I don't think, I mean, maybe I'm not the best example of doing this, but I just think I don't like spending more than an hour in the gym. Um, so I just like to crack straight on with it. Yeah, no, uh, that's that's perfect. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't want to stay too long in the gym because the longer you're there, I would say your performance decreases. So it, it kind of works in like a bell shape curve. So at the start, it curves up and you're, you hit your peak performance then sort of maybe at the start or the middle of your workout. But then the longer and longer you get there, I would say it starts to curve down the way. And then you, you end up by the time, you, you know, if you're there over an hour, you're talking, say you're there an hour, 45 minutes, like by the end of your workout, you're either, you're not working hard enough that you push yourself or, you're standing about and you're not you're not you know you're not as pumped as you should be you know you should be coming out of workout sweating i think anyway yeah, definitely definitely and I, and I feel like i've got that concentration for an hour i mean i'm all over the place anyway but an hour for me is optimal <laughs> you can get a good weight session in 35 40 minutes i do quite a lot of supersets as well and stuff like that and then i'll just finish off with a bit of conditioning get me sweating get the heart rate going and then i'm done yeah definitely yeah sounds good yeah um I, thanks very much, David. Um, it was a pleasure having oh, you thanks on. Thanks for having me. Um, I think, um, I think we, we've literally discussed everything there. I mean, hopefully things are keeping well for you in lockdown. Um, loving the TikToks. The TikToks are great, and um, I'm hoping, hopefully, anyone who watches my channel, you know, will be able to see your channel and get help help any way they can. You know, with watching your videos and stuff awesome. like that. There. Um, um, I so it was a pleasure having you on, David. Um, thanks very much, and I hope everyone. Uh, so, Dave, do you want to shout out your just your two handles there, your Instagram and your TikTok? Yeah, handles? so I go under the. In fact, my TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube are all the same. So it's temp t e m p underscore t a t i o n. So temptation broken up with an underscore. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I'm actually starting to make my content for TikTok just because I've got a big platform there now. Um, and then I'm repurposing that for Instagram. So, in fact, I, I used to create content that I think people wanted. And now I'm just creating content that I like creating. And it's actually going down a lot better. And I've grown my channels massively over the last couple of months or so. So I'm going to stick with doing that. So if you like a bit of stupidity with a bit of knowledge chucked in, uh, yeah, give me a follow. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, I'm sure everyone definitely should check, check uh, Dave out. Um, so thanks very much, David. And I will catch you nice in the future. Nice one. Thanks, Jordan.